Hi, we're sisters Amy and Nancy Harrington. We founded the Passionistas Project to tell the stories of women who are following their passions and fighting for equality for all. The more we spoke with women for our podcast, subscription box, and the annual Power of Passionistas Summit, the more we saw a common trait in all of them. They are unstoppable. Whether they choose to use their voices to start a women-owned brand or fight for the rights of the marginalized, we found that all Passionistas are resilient, compassionate, and persistent. Each year, we honor women who embody these qualities by presenting the Passionistas Persist Awards. This episode of the podcast is an interview with one of the 2022 recipients. Our next award is the Passionistas Persist Vanguard Award, which honors a woman who's leading the way in the development of ideas and building communities. The award will be presented by Julie DeLuca Collins and Dolly Rivera, who nominated this year's honoree. Julie is the founder and CEO of Go Confidently Services and the host of the popular Casa de Confidence podcast. Dolly is the creator of the Diversity and Anti-Bullying Academy. Hello, everybody, and welcome. My name is Julie DeLuca Collins, and I am here with my friend Dolly Rivera to honor our friend and colleague, Denai. Escanaverino. She is being honored with the 2022 Passionista Persist Vanguard Award for her great work celebrating, elevating, and connecting people in the Latin community. Danae Escanaverino is an award-winning Latina serial entrepreneur. She's a speaker and a community builder. As CEO of boutique digital agency Luna Soul Media, she connects brands to Latino consumers, delivering millions of leads and sales to her clients. A Cuban immigrant and the daughter of a political prisoner, Danae is fiercely passionate about elevating the Latino community. As founder of Latina Meetup, she has introduced thousands of Latina brands to millions of consumers. And as a founder of Amigos, she has facilitated hundreds of job recruitments, grants, scholarships, and other resources for Latino professionals. Danai is a board member of Latinas in Business and is a mentor for several accelerators and Latino youth programs. She's pretty amazing. Danai, congratulations and thank you again for all of the work that you do on behalf of Latinas and women overall. You embody this award, so thank you for being here. Thank you, Julie, and thank you, Dali, for this gorgeous award. Uh, and thank you to the Pastronisas Project. Uh, I have to tell you that, uh, you know, when you do stuff that you're so passionate about and you get recognized, uh, it's just that much more amazing because it, it means that people get it. People get the impact of what you're so passionate about. And so I really, I'm absolutely humbled, uh, especially being presented by two women that I am so, so much a, a fan of. Uh, so, so yeah, I'm, I'm super thrilled. Thank you so much for this award. I'm absolutely humbled and uh, very happy to receive it. Thank you. You know, you embody the award. And the one thing that you mentioned that I definitely want to ask you about is, what are you passionate about? I am passionate about Latinos, Latinidad, the Latino community, and specifically about us being unified in supporting each other. And I really like, I, you know, that's my, that's my, my thing. Um, I am, I'm a, I'm an immigrant. 
I came from Cuba when I was a little girl. My dad was a political prisoner. And, you know, even though in the last, probably since the 2016 election, right, where, where the conversation about Latinos turned really sour and it was all about how we were a drain on the economy and a drain on the immigration system. And that's not what I grew up with. I grew up mm -hmm. in Miami in thriving, uh, you know, thriving neighborhoods, businesses, we make the economy go. Uh, we've brought the economy back from the last two recessions. Uh, and so we lead in job creation, we lead in business creation, we lead in entrepreneurialism. And so I just want to continue to change how we talk about Latinos and how we support each other as a community. And so I'm super, super passionate about that. And that's kind of why I do the things I do. That's why I'm, um, I'm, I'm really big into community and making sure that we foster opportunities for Latinos to lead and Latinos to help each other out. I totally understand and admire that sentiment because it's very much aligned with mine, I also grew up in Miami, and I know uh, from the Miami community and also the New York community that I've been so closely tied to that Latinos definitely are always there to contribute, always there to lend a helping hand, and we are going to raise every every boat with our tide. Um, we feel very strongly that what we have to offer is not just for us, but for everyone. And I love that you're passionate about that and you're really shedding a light into that. I loved every work that you have done in Clubhouse since I've met you. And since knowing you, I knew that I needed to connect you to Nancy and Amy and the Passionistas community. Nancy and Amy are phenomenal individuals who are putting together a group of powerful women. And through the summer, the power of Passionista really embodies the spirit of women who are making a large impact like you are in in communities around you using gifts and talents what does the power of passionista mean to you the power is in the name right so when you're passionate and you're led by that passion i think that just translates into power and it's up to you how you want to use that power um so so really it's all, it's all in the name for me and then you know i'm a big old geek i'm a dork anybody who knows me knows that i love learning I adore the fact that there's going to be an event where we all get to learn from the community, from each other, from the leaders in the community. I think that's huge um, because there's so much power in the wealth of knowledge that's being shared. I'm excited to be part of this community and uh, I can't thank you enough for uh, introducing me to it. You um, really embody a passionista. You are so passionate about your community. You are passionate about lifting everyone up. And I think that this is a great opportunity for people to know that um, something that they feel passionate about, their roots, um, especially in, in, in our current world, we are we're living in a society now that uh, tends to want to minimize the voices of women. And I so appreciate the fact that not only are you allowing to be platforms for women and minority women to be able to speak up, but be um, awarded with grants, opportunities, 
and also highlighted for the amazing work that they're doing. So this is so much in alignment with being a passionista and I so love everything that you're doing. And, and I cannot be more tickled pink because I'm a girly girl <laughs> uh, that you are um, here as one of the passionistas as well. And then I, I must say, before I ask my questions, that you have been such an inspiring individual in my life and as well as in many other people's lives. Every time I tell people about you, I say, check her out. And they're like, oh, my gosh, she's amazing because you do what you say you're going to do. And you always have that lens of where can I help others? What can we do uh, together? And, um, and and you are a great, great mentor. And it's so nice to see Latinas like you doing that for our community. And you have also educated us so much on the power that we hold, because until I met you, I wasn't aware that we had so much economic power that we pulled out of the recession. We were the reason why. And I was like, holy smokes, why don't more Latinos know about this? I think that if more Latinos knew, if more Latinos came to deny and heard this from her, they would definitely um, make a difference in how they, they use their purchasing power. But uh, I just wanted to add that before a question, but do you have a time where you felt that you really had to persist? I mean, I think we all do, right? Um, but, you know, I, I have my I have my struggles. I've had my struggles, right? I came over here uh, as an immigrant. Uh, we were poor. Uh, you know, my dad was an alcoholic, uh, very, um, very toxic childhood. Uh, I was the only woman in many spaces uh, in, in my, you know, in the, in the early parts of my career. I would go to trade shows with like 10,000 people. And I was like one of maybe a few women and definitely the only Latina uh, in meetings. You know, I, my gosh, I remember... Uh, the first time I went into a board meeting as a director of marketing for uh, a company, a startup that had been acquired, and uh, the CEO, I guess he didn't like my confidence, um, and he actually tried to belittle me and ask me to order coffee for everybody when really I was there to make a presentation about all of the things that we were working on. Um, so, you know, and stuff like that has happened consistently in my life. Um, but I have something that I feel like it's a superpower, and that is my perspective. My perspective is I am so lucky. I literally won the freaking like life lottery just for the fact that I get to live in the United States and I get to chase my dreams and my goals, and it's all on me. And I get to bring people with me along the ride uh, when they want to come with me and if they're ready. Uh, and that's why I'm always trying to educate our community about, look, we're super powerful, like change your perspective. A lot is wrong in society. A lot is wrong in the world. A lot is wrong in this country, but a lot is right. And mostly the opportunity is right, right? I have 60 something cousins and aunts and uncles still living in Cuba who have absolutely zero future, zero opportunity, can barely make, you know, ends meet. There are no ends to meet. There's nothing there. So that's my perspective. Every time I feel like something is difficult or I have something to overcome, you know, that perspective kind of reminds me, okay, but you're in a position of real, real privilege because you have opportunity and it's on you. 
I love something that you said in there that there's so much positivity, so much goodness that we can focus on. And I think that's what draws so many people to you. Um, you, you make us see all of that stuff. And especially when we feel like we're stuck or that there's no options, you, you just <laughs> use a positive, uh, you just use that, that positivity to, um, to emphasize that and remind us about that. Why is it important for women to lift it, each other up? Because if we don't do it, who's going to do it? it? You know, and nothing against men. I have some amazing men in my life. Uh, that I have a lot of respect for. Heck, my best mentor was my big brother, right? Um, but they navigate through life with a totally different lens. Everybody has a different lens based on so many different variables, right? And so you don't know what you don't know. It's like my kids. My kids don't know what it's like to be poor. My kids don't know what, you know, what it's like not to be able to pay for your light bill, right? And so I can tell them as much as I want until I'm blue in the face about what it was like growing up without anything, but they'll never know. Um, and so that's kind of the same thing with men. Men just don't know the challenges that women face. They can be great allies, but you don't know what you don't know. And so because we are women, we have that in common. We understand those challenges that we face, whether it's misogyny, whether it's you know pay inequality, all of the different wonderful challenges that women face. So it's up to us to help each other out. It's up to us to elevate each other and really walk that walk with each other because nobody else is going to do it. So it's our responsibility and we need to take that responsibility and really help each other out and, you know, be sisters and, and do our thing for each other, help each other out. And I think um, that the more that we have that conversation and see leaders like yourself taking that on and actually taking action, a lot more people are going to follow. And uh, that's going to just change our future. I know it won't happen overnight, but I already have seen so much positivity in, uh, you know, like women's mindset of let's help each other out. We're not competition. We're just going to rise together. You know, I totally um, agree with what Dali is saying. And I haven't known you as long as Dali has, but, you know, since the inception of Clubhouse, when I came in, you were immediately um, a, a person that I, I felt like, oh, I found my people. Um, you are definitely providing opportunities for people to be educated, inspired. You have tangible ways in which as community members, we can connect and really lift each other up. And this is something that um, you're leading the way. You're leading the way because a lot of people like we've talked about before can consider a strong, passionate woman competition. But I, I believe that we are stronger together. We can go farther together. And this is what you're providing overall for the people that come in contact with you. And, and it's amazing. I, I so appreciate that. And you do embody this award. Um, Nancy and Amy are definitely so correct to be able to honor you for, for the work that you're doing. I thank you for that. Again, you know, I, it's, it's very humbling. I'm, I, I, I really don't know uh, how to take it other than, uh, you know, it's, it's people are noticing the work and that's, what's really important to me. And so I, you know, I, I accept it with tremendous humility and tremendous love. I wanted to mention something that you said, because I think that many women have been in those shoes in which they walk into the boardroom for the first time and uh, they 
are immediately uh, wanted to, you know, be pushed around and, and you didn't do that. And I think that we have to create environments in which women hear the story in which uh, maybe there is a male presence that wants to belittle your efforts or your presence. And we have to treat, teach people how to treat us. And I think you, you are doing that for yourself, but you're forging the way for those that are coming behind us to also know that, listen, just because we come from uh, as immigrants or we come from a diverse backgrounds doesn't make us less than. And you are teaching people to define you by the people that you support, you influence, and you help. So thank you for that example as well. That is one of many stories that, um, that, you know, frame my life. And I'm sure so many people can relate to mm -hmm. those types of situations. I just, I really think that it's been the status quo for a really long time where women were just the secretary or they were supporting staff. Uh, and so I think it's, uh, it's just one of those things that men are not used to, especially in the boardroom, especially in the C-suite, um, you know, or anywhere where decisions are made. And so they're just going to have to get used to it. And they're going to have to, you know, figure out how to navigate in a world where we make decisions and where we're in the C-suite and, you know, we're making those power plays. It's more than about time. So um, yeah, no, I, 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 I love uh, being able to share that story, even though it's embarrassing because nobody wants to say, Hey, you know, my boss, even though I was at a certain level that I earned, my boss decided to try to embarrass me. Um, mm. but I think sharing stories like that really reminds everybody that nobody's alone in this. We all deal with it. And so, you know, there are definitely ways to work with it and persist with it. Well, Denai, I have five nieces and the youngest is nine, and you are showing them that they belong. You are showing them that we um, have representation, and you're seeing, you are creating for them a vision of what is possible for them. So I thank you for that. Thank you. Now, looking back about, you know, all of that you've accomplished, where you are today, did you, at the age of, say, 15, ever imagine the life that you have right now? Yes and no. Um, <laughs> So when I was 15, I was, um, I was actually really angry uh, because, you know, first of all, teen angst, hello. Uh, and then secondly, you know, growing up with an alcoholic father, being embarrassed about that, um, you know, being Latina, being, you know, an immigrant, uh, a lot of those things, uh, you know, kind of made me feel like I wasn't good enough, right? The imposter syndrome thing and all of that stuff. So on the one hand, no, I couldn't visualize it. But on the other hand, I always had something inside me that said, prove everybody wrong. You're not gonna be the statistic, no matter where you came from or what you came from. I refused to be the person that people assumed I would turn into uh, because of my circumstances. And so, yes, that part, the angry part of me that was like, no, I'm not going to let anybody define me. There's more to this. And, and I couldn't visualize it, right? Because if you don't grow up around like wealth and you don't grow up around entrepreneurs and you don't grow up around people doing well that look like you, you really don't know. You know, for me, growing up in the projects, I thought that someone who had a 
two bedroom, one bath house in a working class neighborhood was rich. <laughs> that's that was my understanding. So that's why I say I couldn't visualize it, but I could in a sense that I knew I was going to do something, um, something of substance. I just didn't know what at that time. I can relate to that, you know, the a lot of what you said, um, because I think of people who are on a larger stage, like say Tony Robbins, and he shares the same example that you have shared that your conditions were not perfect, they're not ideal, and you refuse to become that statistic or that negative, whatever people expected of you. And there are so many kids who choose to be what they're in, and then others who do totally the opposite thing. And it's really beautiful to see that because it just shows the power of your mindset at a young age to start making those moves gradually, not really knowing exactly where it's going to lead to, but you know, it's not that, that, that negative experience you're in. Um, and I always tell my kids, my 14 and 15 year old about you or Julie, all the women that I find so inspiring that have come from conditions that are less than desirable. And I remind them, look, you have no excuse. There are ways to achieve what you want to, even if you don't really understand exactly what you want Just start exploring. And, um, like Julie said earlier, you know, she's got nine nieces. I actually have 11. <laughs> so, uh, you're being... <laughs> so there's so many little girls that now have you um, to see. Uh, and hopefully one day we'll get, see you on a huge stage na nationwide because we need more Latina representation. Because, you know, I used to take it for granted that saying that, um, you know, representation matters. But it, there really is a lot of truth to that. It's so important. And a lot of people just laugh at that. But then you hear people talk about their success and they, they mention something like, oh, when I was this old, I saw so-and-so and I'd never seen somebody like me. And it's crazy that you don't know what kids are watching or listening to. Whatever that person might be saying could be the person that just helps them turn their life around or just you know, routes their life to this great success. We're Amy and Nancy Harrington, and you're listening to the Passionistas Project Podcast. Are you looking for the perfect holiday gift for the women in your life? Visit thepassionistasproject.com to order our subscription box filled with products made by women-owned businesses and female artisans to inspire women to follow their passions. Get a free mystery box with a one-year subscription using the code WINTERMYSTERY. Now here's more of our Passionistas Persist award ceremony. Denai, we've talked a little bit about, or a lot, about how you elevate people in the community. But I think that for the people who are new to the work that you do, could you talk a little bit about the actual uh, work that you help and that you do on a day in and day out to elevate the voices, to elevate the community, and to really um, push forward initiatives that help to support the Latino community? First, let me tell you a little bit about what I do uh, for a living. I own a digital agency. I've been in digital marketing for over 25 years. I joke that I'm a digital dinosaur, but really I am. Um, and so I have the privilege of working with brands to connect them to multicultural consumers, mostly Latino consumers in the US and in Latin America, also in Spain and Portugal. And so um, I have this point of view that's very different because I see, being that I have to do, I have to deal with the data, I see 
just how important we are as a demographic, right? We represent over 2 trillion in GDP. 2 trillion in GDP, that's a country. <laughs> that's like right behind Italy or France. I can't remember which one it is. We're like number eight, seven or eight or nine. Um, but my point is we create the GDP of a country. And so, um, and not even a developing nation, like a full on country. So when I see those numbers, right, and I see what we represent and, you know, I do a lot of um, work with market research and uh, to make, you know, basically because we want to make sure that our clients know how important it is to, to work with us. Um, I see that and it just fuels me. It absolutely fuels me because I know most Latinos do not know this information, right? Again, the narrative has always been pretty damn negative. Um, and it's just gotten worse since that election. So, so I really, really wanted to make sure that number one, we were educated about how important we are. And then number two, that I could find resources leveraging the clients that I work with to really help out. And what I mean by that is when I launched Latina Meetup, for example, in 2018, uh, I made everything free. Everything was free. We had this multi-city tour of events where we had Latina professional, professionals come in and I had sponsors that wanted to reach this demographic fund these events. And what did we do? We gave free headshot photography to every single woman that showed up that wanted to have a, a new professional headshot. Uh, we uh, introduced Latina brands at all of these uh, events so that they didn't have to pay to be marketed to their demographic, right? All of that was free. Um, and a lot of professional development opportunities. Again, all of it free because I really believe that the brands could, could fuel that, could fund that, and we could have all of these resources for people that really needed them. Um, and we did a bunch of like scholarship opportunities and, and we give away a lot of free marketing uh, to the, the community. And so, when um, when the pandemic hit, yay, in 2020, we couldn't have any in-person events anymore. So I translated that into, we started having Zoom events, um, but it really didn't feel the same. And then uh, Clubhouse happened. And I got onto Clubhouse in December of 2019, 2020. I can't remember anymore. <laughs> 2020. Yeah, that's 2020. Right. 2022. Okay, got it. Um, and so I just got on there and I didn't see any Latinos, but I my, like my brain was already like, you know, the synapses were sparking. And I was like, there's something here, there's something here, there's an opportunity. Um, so I just started having these networking events every single morning. And every single morning, we'd get more people joining and more people joining. Uh, and the community ended up, you know, being like 38,000 strong. And we started having events where we featured Latinas You Should Know, which Dali has been a great integral part of that, um, where we've interviewed Latinas that are doing great things in, uh, in our community, whether they're an author or a speaker. You know, I mean, we had the president of the Girl Scouts and we had Dolores Huerta and so many amazing people. Um, and I just wanted to make sure we could, we connected them with our community so that we could support Latino initiatives. We've had, um, you know, we've done recruitment events uh, to get people jobs. We've done educational stuff. 
uh, all of it framed around supporting our community, elevating our gente, uh, and giving opportunities and connecting people with opportunities, like what we did with um, the Comcast Grant Initiative. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I, there's so many things that, that I want to talk about that I, you know we don't have all day, but. Um, but yeah, those are some of the things that we've been able to do with these communities, always keeping everything 100% free because I really believe that, you know, the brands will support it. As a business and life strategy coach, the opportunity to present small um, BIPOC community with grant opportunity, and you've connected them with a major brand, which is Comcast, and you're bringing these spaces where people can come and find out, hey, how can I get money from my business? How can I grow? How can I expand what I am doing? And I think that that is so terrific. And and I appreciate all of the efforts. I also love, I'm a, I'm a big uh, proponent of social media audio, like Clubhouse is a great place to be able to connect with individuals. You've made some great uh, introductions and bringing guests that are relevant you know, we do have these conversations where people that are Hispanic descent or Latinx are really showing the world that we matter, that we also can speak with our dollars and can bring an influence to to what is happening in around in our communities. As you were creating Latina Meetup and uh, Amigos on Clubhouse, um, one of the things that I know for a short that has made people feel accepted is that you invite them to be participants by hosting their own rooms and promoting themselves. And that is huge because so many people will only allow you to do that if you pay. And this is very powerful because the people who have started, like I remember I found you through Facebook on Latina Meetup. And then you invited me to this thing on Clubhouse's Amigos Club. I was like, oh, I had no idea what it was. And you asked, would you like to be a moderator? And I was like, sure, why not? I had no idea that this little thing was going to become something so huge. And I'm forever grateful because growing up Nicaragüense in California, I never found a place or a community of Latinos where I felt included because I was always too different. And then I found Amigos and Latina Meetup and it's like, oh my gosh, I am home. And as we've had so many rooms, I always hear that from people. They always say, oh my gosh, I found, I found my tribe. I found my people. And we've had people from all over the world. We have had some Syrian Mexican people. We've had Canadian Mexicans. We've had uh, Colombian Puerto Ricans. And it's like, whoa, mind blowing because we're also learning about our own diversity within our community. And that is really beautiful. The other thing that you always emphasize is the power of networking and collaboration. And people come into our networking rooms and they say, hey, I just wanna let you know that I got so many clients from this networking session, or we did this collaboration and it was very successful. And I think when people hear that and, and, and see the consistency of you always creating those opportunities in that, that space, people just keep coming because they know that there's true value there. And what's really exciting now is that you, now that LinkedIn is doing their audio app too, now we're moving over to that platform. And I think it's just going to be even bigger and greater mm -hmm. because we have formed or you have formed 
that um, essence that we are professionals trying to move up, trying to help communities and just trying to prosper. Dali, Danai said something that I want to go ahead and counter. She said that she is a dinosaur in the digital space, but really she is an <laughs> early adopter. She uh, speaks my language. I am the first one who's going to try to adopt new technology. I'm not sure how it works at first, but I know that this is one of her strengths. The fact that she explores and it's not afraid. Um, she is not a but kind of person. She is a yes and. And that adoption of technology, of resources, and being inclusive and creating the inclusive spaces for everyone. And again, one of the things that I've heard her say about the community, but also about what we do is that, yes, we are the Amigos Club of the Latina Meetup, but it's not exclusive to we are open to everyone and anyone who wants to be a part of the community and help to kind of link arms and go forward and move ahead and support one another in a way that we can continue to grow. And that is rarely seen in many communities. A lot of communities are like, well, I only do this and I, I have that. But this is really speaks to me and how you embody this award of persisting no matter what the challenges are and looking at the bright side of anything that you are doing and making sure that you forge a way for others to have a seat at the table and, and be engaged and definitely benefit from all the different opportunities that come from being present. I will say that when you said um, having a seat at the table, I feel like we're creating our own table. We really are creating our own table and we're creating our thought leaders. And, you know, you don't, it's not a lot of work. Basically, when somebody has the passion to become a thought leader, for example, Dali, amazing work in uh, the anti-bullying uh, parenting space. And I still, I'm like, why isn't she on 20 million stages uh, mm -hmm. talking about this? Because that's her passion. And, uh, and she, she does amazing work with it. I mean, you just have to listen to one of her podcasts to see you know, how great she is. Uh, she deserves to be highlighted. She deserves to be a leader. She deserves Agreed. for people to look at her. And, you know, and the same thing with you, with the coaching and the confidence um, I, and the tiny habit stuff, which I absolutely adore listening to you talking about it. Uh, you know, you should be leading. You should be people that other people are looking at for information, for knowledge exchange, for learning, for mentorship. And it's about time that we have our spaces where our community does that, where our community can grow into leaders and show people their strengths because it's, it's about time and, and, and you're there. It's not like I, nobody's creating you. You guys are the creation. You guys are the thought leaders. And so we need to have spaces where we can really, really feature you and focus on you. And so, yeah, I, I, I love that you said that about the table. Um, I, I think we have our own table and, uh, you know, it's, it's an amazing, beautiful table to be sitting at where it's so multicultural and so diverse and yet unified all at the same time. When I look at the, at the world is, uh, with the lens of my um, heritage, of my Hispanic heritage, 
I think of, yes, this whole table analogy is so important because um, in, in our countries, right, no matter how little you have, if you have a friend coming over, there's always a seat at the table for people you meet in the street and come on over. I don't have a lot, but whatever rice and beans I have are yours. And I love that mentality that we are inclusive and open and want to give a voice to the people who for so long haven't had a voice. And we want to rewrite the narrative of what many people believe or the the view that people have when it comes to the Latino community. And this is a community with buying power. This is a community highly educated as well with very strong roots. And it's more than just the narrative that sometimes we might be presented to in our current media or, or uh, current events. So it's so important that people like you deny, and especially through your work in many years, but really creating the space as we continue to move forward is super important. And I so appreciate it. And I think that this is persistence, that you have done this for so many years. And I just wanted to say one thing that because uh, we're talking about that table analogy uh, and I'm sure we could talk like we could riff on this forever. Um, <laughs> I know you guys have heard this. I'll say it in Spanish and then I'll translate it, which is donde comen cuatro, comen cinco. Right. And it's where it, if, if there's a space where four can eat, five can eat. And that's a huge, huge uh, theme across all Latino cultures. So, yeah, I, I, I love that you said that. I've been a recipient of many tables that, you know, it's not a lot, but it's enough. And, and with a smile and a little music and a little dance, you can make a party happen. It's just the attitude and the openness that, again, you embody. Um, one question for you, and, and uh, you, we talked a little bit about this, but one of the things that you are the founder of is the Mita Click program and tell us a little bit about how you can enable bloggers and YouTubers that are Latino to monetize their traffic because I think that this is again another place where you are creating space for people to benefit from things that are out there already. This is an affiliate network and an influencer network. It's called Meet a Click um, and basically if you have any type of audience and I'm talking about the five people who read your blog or the 10 people who listen to your podcast, um, you know, or the hundred people that follow you on Instagram, wherever your audience lives, there is a way to monetize that audience. You don't have to have the, the, you know, the narrative has always been, oh, you need millions of followers to really make some money. You do not, you just need the right match for your audience. And so the network, the meet a click network brings in offers from brands. And then if you are someone with an audience, which we call an affiliate or an influencer, or now the new term is creator. Um, if you have an audience, you can jump onto the network, find brands and find programs and products and services that match your audience, promote them and make a commission. And so it's not always about generating a sale. A lot of the times it's about uh, a click. We pay for clicks sometimes. Sometimes we'll pay for a lead. Sometimes we'll pay for a phone call. Each 
offer is different, right? Each campaign that we have is different. We have hundreds of campaigns um, and different types of payout models. But the most important part about it is that there is a way for you to monetize your audience as a creator, affiliate, influencer, however you want to call it. Um, but yeah, there's an opportunity to monetize. That's terrific. And again, uh, creating spaces and allowing people to leverage their buying power and allowing people to leverage what they are already doing to be able to move to the next level and improve. Deny, what's in the future for you? Ooh, total world domination. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, Listen, the power you know, of being a passionista for sure. <laughs> the future is my, my goal right now is to continue to build our community um, and continue to teach people how to be influencers. Some people already are, um, you know, they just need a little bit of help with the branding or whatever. Um, again, always being free. So my view is in the next two or three years, we're gonna have an army of Latino influencers that are going to be, um, you know, just doing great, whether they want to be paid as a creator or whether they want to be a speaker, um, you know, but hopefully getting them to also continue to share the message that we are important, we are powerful, and we need to stick together and be unified. So that's, uh, in a nutshell, you know, a little bit of world domination. <laughs> Thank you so much for all the work that you do and also for allowing us to be part of that journey. It's really special and I, I really feel um, blessed and privileged to be within your circles because you've actually helped me grow uh, personally and professionally and, uh, and I look forward to seeing the journey continue. And Danai, I, I also echo what Dali said, but I, I also want to follow up because what is one word that you want to leave with the listeners that they know, you know, they're not meant necessarily a Latino uh, or part of the community, but how can they participate and be a part of the community and, and part of our table and also make an impact? So there is a word in Spanish that I use a lot. It's dale, which means let's go. Um, you know, so for me, it's if you are passionate, if you're looking for a community, if you're looking to grow, to be mentored, to mentor, um, come hang out with amigos and dale, just let's go. Thanks for listening to the awards presentation with Denai Escanavarino. And thanks to Julie DeLuca Collins and Dolly Rivera for the amazing interview. To learn more about Julie, visit GoConfidentlyCoaching.com. To learn more about Dolly, visit DollyTalks.com. To learn more about Denai, visit LunaSoulMedia.com. And if you're looking for the perfect holiday gift for the women in your life, visit ThePassionistasProject.com to order our subscription box filled with products made by women-owned businesses and female artisans to inspire women to follow their passions. Get a free mystery box with a one-year subscription using the code WINTERMYSTERY. And be sure to subscribe to the Passionistas Project podcast so you don't miss any of our upcoming inspiring guests. Until next time, stay well and stay passionate.